Howdy. Welcome to another episode of Canon Calls. I am your host, Jake McAtee. And this week, I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with a good friend of mine, Andrew Isker. He is the author of the brand new book on Christian nationalism called Christian Nationalism. He wrote it with Gab founder, Andrew Torba. You can get that at amazon.com. We'll put the link in the show notes below. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I, your Canon Calls host, is now in another show on Canon Plus called Public School Rehab with Wade Stotts and Douglas Wilson. If you want to hear more about that show, listen to my previous episode that I recorded with Wade last week. And if you haven't yet, I highly recommend subscribing to Canon Plus. It provides us an opportunity when you support us to do all kinds of brand new content that we hope is helpful and edifying to you. You can do that at mycanonplus.com. And why wouldn't you want more of me in your life? So head to mycanonplus.com. Without further ado, meet Andrew Isker. All right. Now welcoming on recurring guest, one of our favorites, Andrew Isker. He is now the famed author of one of the top books on Amazon in the whole nation, the world. Where are we at, Andrew? Where is Christian Nationalism by Andrew Isker and Andrew Torba on Amazon's list? Uh, Yeah, thank you for having me back. Uh, We currently, as of recording right now, are at number 25 on all of Amazon. Let's go. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, Deepak Chopra, probably, and Tim Keller, maybe. <laughs> and uh who else is at the top of those? No, there's like like fifty percent of it is like the kind of uh books that women who drink boxed wine yeah. while petting their cat, you yeah. know, read. It's all these like romance novels. Uh, by the same woman, I think it's like Kathleen Hoover. She's got like fifty of them on there. I don't know. I I don't know who you know. Yeah, the it's Hoover shy. lady. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's it's absurd. And then you have you know several Eric Carl titles up there. Yeah, um, yeah. That I personally own for my children. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty. It, it was a pretty surreal uh, feeling to wake up in the morning um, and see that your your book um, was uh, just behind Brown Bear. Brown Bear. What do you see? Right. Uh, that, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a wild uh, feeling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's doing, it's doing really well. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm still pinching myself. I still don't, you know, really quite believe it. I mean, obviously, uh, it isn't entirely because, um, you know, everyone knows Andrew Isker, that I'm such a household name. Uh, it probably right. has a little more to do with, uh, you know, my co-author. Sure. Uh, Andrew the other but, Andrew. Yeah, the other Andrew. We had to, it was a package deal. Um, but uh, Nonetheless, um, I, I think you know he's he's really tapped into um, you know stuff. Actually, you know, we talked about the last time I was I was on here that there is there's a huge market, and even even just talking about like the Kathleen Hoover books, you know, that's all publishing is. I mean, you're in the industry, you know that it's like women with disposable income are the ones that buy books. Yeah, uh, men don't generally; they're not the big target audience of books. Um, but only because they don't, you know, market to them. They don't write books that appeal to their interests. Yeah. So there are tens of millions of conservative Christian men out there that nobody is writing any books for whatsoever. 
particularly about stuff they care about. Right. Um, and so, and package that with the fact that for the last year, so really since January 6th um, of, of 2021, um, the, the media, um, all of the regime theologians and academics and, and everyone has been gunning after this thing they call Christian nationalism, which really, I mean, in their mind, it's, it's this term that they give to, you know, anybody that like, uh, uh, is visibly identifiable as an evangelical Christian that voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, more, more or less. When you get, when you really peel back the veneer, that's where it is. Um, any, any Trump supporting Christian is the, the target of these people. Um, and so we wanted to write a book defending them, uh, defending us. I mean, we're, we're part of that group too. Uh, and so, uh, that's, that's ultimately what the book is about is that there is nothing whatsoever morally wrong with believing that your Christian faith can be applied to the political and cultural realm. Uh, that's, that's the purpose of our book. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you think, um, was the book, do you guys see the book as something where, uh, they've slandered Andrew Torba in Wall Street Journal or, or the Washington Post. Yeah. And so you have written a book that says like, no, there's a miscommunication here. Uh, this is actually what we believe. H- how would you frame sort of your retort and how do you expect it to be received? Yeah. So I, that's the other thing too, is that uh, Torba has been the target of you know, the full court press of the entire regime media, you know, to... Uh, to use, you know, the ubiquitous Lord of the Rings uh, analogies, you know, the eye of Sauron has just been on him yeah. nonstop. And it, it was because um, Doug Mastriano is very conservative Christian, uh, evangelical Christian candidate for governor in uh, Pennsylvania. He was at the protest. He was inside the Capitol, obviously, but he was at the protest on January 6th. And so they, they are just apoplectic that one of the unwashed Yes. Uh, you know, Trump supporting Christians could uh, spoil their perfectly pristine democracy in Pennsylvania. Um, and so, and, and really, actually, what they're afraid of is that this extremely corrupt state of Pennsylvania, um, that a guy who would be like Ron DeSantis, only probably better, um, actually, uh, would be the governor uh, and, and clean this place up. Like they're, they're terrified that their whole political machine is going to be upset by him. So what they did was they tried to associate him with Gab, and particularly you know, since Gab is this you know free speech website, they're all they're all sort anybody can see whatever they want, um, and so there's all sorts of people that say lots of offensive things that single out on this website and say and so they can then they can make the breadcrumb drops you know that all right Doug Mastriano is connected to Andrew Torba Andrew Torba uh, runs Gab Gab has people that say bad things. And so then they could say that, all right, Doug Mastriano is a Nazi, yeah. right? That's, that's what, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, uh, Josh Shapiro, the uh, democratic candidate in Pennsylvania, I, I have friends that, that live there um, who text me like they were watching a Phillies game or, uh, or a pirates game. And they're like, they can't go a commercial break without seeing an advertisement that has Gab in it because Shapiro is, is spending millions and millions of dollars Trying to bash Gab, bash Torba, bash Mastriano. Um, so yes, the book is those poor people having to watch the Phillies and the Pirates and those commercials. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I know nonstop. I know the Steelers aren't going to be very good yeah, this year. Either. Right. I mean, the, the Eagles might be okay. Um, so so it'll, it'll just focus on Eagles games. Uh, you know, so um, in between Jalen Hurts fumbles, that's right. Shapiro. Um, 
but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's um, the book itself. Then is yeah, is an attempt to explain what it is we actually believe. Uh, not just not just Torben and Gab, uh, but certainly that's the case. Um, but also just this this concept of what is a what is a distinctly Christian uh, political and cultural renewal movement look like, um, and, and 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 why is it okay? You know why you know contra David French and Samuel Perry and Paul D Miller and, yeah. and all of these nerds um, that that try to say oh they're very bad people. Um, what 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 actually is it right? What what do we believe in it? It's really what we, we try to focus on is that um, one there is a ton of historical antecedents for what it is we believe from sure. from the original uh, colonization and 200 years of, of settlement of America to the, the founding of the American government um, yeah. and, and independence. Uh, you have this period where there's this clear, obvious connection to Christendom from the old world and, and you know, centuries of Christian heritage among the American people uh, where there was no, you know, secularism, there was no dividing wall between faith in Jesus Christ and how you lived your life and how what you believed about politics and what sure. you believed about culture. Um, that's that's a, a modern innovation, and it's, frankly, it's not a Christian one. Um, and or there and were, so, but they were French, and we didn't like the French. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's it's um it is, uh, I, I would say. Um, so that's one of the main, the main things is showing that, no, we're not like weird in trying to, um, believe that Jesus is king of America or, or, or trying to show the implications of that or, or, or work that out in how we live and vote and, and, you know, you know, practice dominion now, uh, over, <laughs> you know, our, 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 the, the world, you know, we're building businesses and, and building churches and, and having families and, um, and, and running for political office, things like this, that there's nothing weird about Christians doing that yeah. uh, as Christians. Uh, there are centuries, millennia of Christian engagement in, in politics and culture. And so some of it is just is getting, you know, to, to you know, people are going to have to go listen to the other episode. Uh, but I, I talked in there, you know, about the Fremen, right? Yeah. You know, the, the tens of millions yeah. of you know, working class people in, in America, some of them are church, many of them are not church, but they, they would describe themselves as Christians. Um, providing something for them to see that, oh, I believe in Jesus. Jesus is actually king of, of America. It's not Satan's country. And we we should start living like Christians and, and voting like Christians and, and viewing, understanding culture and building culture as Christians. Wow, that's that's amazing. We should yeah. do that. Wonderful. Um, and so it's an attack on, on the theological, um, you know, the, the, the theological ideas, uh, that have allowed this dividing wall to exist, um, where people think, no, you can't do that. You can't mix politics and religion. Oh, that's bad. Um, and, and going after, um, you know, uh, an eschatology that's defeatist that just says, why, why even care? Why rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic? Right, this world is Satan's. It's going to get burned up any minute now, and so it's all a waste. And then, like, because there is a tremendous amount of cognitive dissonance between the normal, decent, regular evangelical people who you know, hear that from the pulpits their entire lives, and then 
they go online and they see stuff from like libs of TikTok talking about, you know, 13 year old girls having, having their breasts cut off all, all the, you know, all the time yet by the tens of thousands, you know, the, this kind of stuff is going on um, in our country and they're angry about it. They think, how could this be happening? How are we letting this go on? Um, and so some of it is like one, one of those two things, like they can't exist together. Right. So this pietistic, Oh, no, no Christianity in politics. Um, no belief and, and no believing that that the, we we should make the world better because it's going to get burned up any minute now, right? You can have that, um, or you can be angry about little kids getting genitals cut off, um, but you can't have both. And so one has to go away, and it's not going to be people being righteously angry about evil stuff happening in the country. Um, so we're, we're we attack the the former that that we should not think that way, and we we provide evidence um, in the book that that the Christians that built this country did not think that way. They didn't think the world was going to end any minute because you can't think that way if, if you're going to build a civilization. Right. Um, and and that's, that's what they did. So. I, I, uh, you have to, uh, I imagine that you feel a sort of Chestertonian delight of just saying really pretty mundane and boring things that are labeled as extremism. You know, like you don't even really have to get extreme. You could just say, you know, Christ has ascended to the throne and all the nations are his now. And yeah. it's it's like yeah. it's pretty uh that's pretty controversial. Yeah, I mean we have we also have a chapter, and this is the thing that you know, people especially the the crazy leftists and the media apparatchiks and everything are gonna be drawn to, you know, a chapter where it just outlines um you know the distinction between Christianity and Judaism. Um, that's going to be the big controversial one. Cause that's the controversy. Like, you know, Torva, um, they, they played a clip of him on the Rachel Maddow show, like four days straight uh, in July, where he's just talking about Christian nationalism um, and just this idea of a movement. And, and he says like, look, it's, it, it's a movement just for Christians. So, you know, Someone like Ben Shapiro, he could be right about a lot of things. We can agree with him about a lot of things, but he's he's not a Christian. He doesn't believe that Jesus is ruling from heaven right now. He believes Jesus is dead. Um, and so these are irreconcilable religions, irreconcilable views. Um, and so we could be co-belligerents on a lot of things, but it, it's just if, if you're not a Christian, you can't be uh, part of a Christian movement. Um, and of course, they freaked out about that because they obviously that means that you know uh, we were horrible, terrible people. But we're just drawing the distinction between Christianity and other other religions and other religious beliefs, other worldviews. Um, and and so yeah, it's it's pretty mundane. It's like the the chapter we wrote is just saying that no, Christianity and Judaism are different. Here's why: um, extremely mundane stuff, stuff that Christians have believed for thousands of years. But we know there's going to be a freak out over it because we're drawing the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, and and so it's it's I'm sure that part will be controversial. We wrote it in such a way that it's going to be very difficult uh, to take out of context. Um, and which is you know the favorite tool of of, of people like this, you know. Um, but it's uh, it's I mean everything throughout the book, uh, especially that chapter, but really everything. Is just basic normal Christianity. I mean, it's it's a merely Christian book, and we wrote it in such a way that people of of virtually every Christian tradition um, that's that's you know Orthodox and Trinitarian 
could could read it and say, yeah, I agree with you know all or most of that, um, and and not not think that they're singled out or excluded. It's it's broadly Christian on purpose uh, because there's a lot of Christians <clears throat> in America in a lot of different traditions. Uh, so it's clear you've divide you, you've set a line that Ben Shapiro is not in. Uh, do Torba and yourself have a line on Baptists? <laughs> well, Tor- I'm going to uh, need a headline <laughs> for the episode and this is it. So <laughs> as far as I know, Torba, uh, is a Baptist. Oh or Baptist. no. Uh, yeah. 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 So no, this is We're just know, this poking is, holes this is, in this Christian nationalism yeah, so quickly. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's, no, it, it, we're practicing what we preach. There it's we go. Very, uh, it's a very lowercase C Catholic book where, you know, here's the reformed Presbyterian who baptizes babies and, yeah. and someone who, uh, who is Baptistic uh, are able to, you know, do the predator handshake and, and, <laughs> and, you know, get, and, and get along, you know? Uh, so no, no, it's, and, and that, that's the thing. And, and our editor uh, wrote it or who uh, wrote it, uh, who, who corrected all the things I messed up. Um, he, uh, uh, which you're very familiar with, um, doing, <laughs> doing things like that. Um, he, uh, <laughs> you can sympathize with, with Rich. Yeah, with um, Rich. Rich, our, our editor, uh, he, uh, he's Eastern Orthodox. So, I mean, we have. Wow, you're all over the very, map. Yeah, we did. We are. We are. And it's, and, 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 and purposely, you know, so we, we want to appeal to, uh, to Christians across the board. Yeah. Um, and cause I mean, I, I, I really do, um, really, really do believe that, you know, the, the kind of conflict and fight that we are in, um, there's just, there's no room for like, you know, petty squabbles and fights over, over certainly, obviously very important doctrines that we, we hold fast to, but when they're, when, you know, when they're grooming little kids, uh, all around us, um, you know, pull through the media and, and, and other ways. Like, I, I'm not going to get in a big you know, tizzy if, if someone, you know, disagrees with me, uh, me about, you know, baptism or something, you know? Um, and, and I think that's the perspective we kind of have to have is, uh, so there's not going to be any headlines. Okay. <laughs> there's not going to be any firestorm over, over that. <laughs> <laughs> we could set, we could set the internet on fire. I learned. Um, but, uh, okay. So, it's interesting, and you've kind of laid this out for us already, where you have um, sort of a more boring thing where leftists and journos are going to take you guys are or, or actually Satan. Um, and uh, so you have them who are going to respond. I assume, uh, you know, some of me thinks that uh, the world in which when Peter Lightheart wrote Defending Constantine that was such a thing. It, it does feel like we're in the current cultural moment we're in right now. That doesn't seem that group doesn't seem to be as big or as loud anymore. But I'm I'm curious how you see, you know, where do you think in our own ranks of Christians, where do you see that this book will get the most uh pushback? You know, I don't I don't really know because um it seems like they're very, very committed to ignoring us. Um <laughs> okay. And, and I mean, they really are like, I, I've, we've gotten, uh, no, I mean, and especially Torba too. Um, I, I pay attention to what these guys say and write tweet and everything. And they, they, they aren't talking much about Torba. Um, 
And, and so, you know, we, we try to needle them a little bit too, you know, on the, on the gab blog and things like that to try to, to try to, you know, gauge what the reaction will be. And, um, they, I, it's one of those things where it's like, they ignore you. It's, I mean, I hate to, my goodness, I hate to use the, you know, the Gandhi, uh, quote, <laughs> uh, but it's like, but you know, the one uh, yeah. where it's like, first they ignore you, then they, they fight you <laughs> or laugh at you. Then, then you win or whatever. Um, and so I think we're, we're going to skip maybe right to fighting us. Um, and I mean, they'll try to, they'll try to slander, you know, Torba, uh, call him an anti-Semite because, you know, he's like, well, you know, this movement is only for Christians. Sorry. Um, you know, labels, label them all sorts of things. They'll try to, they'll label, you know, my, um, reformed eschatology, um, once they and, find out you're you're in Moscow for a period of time, it's over too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they'll, they'll find they'll find the picture with me and Doug, you know, um, or something, and it's like, oh, it's over for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I I I guess I don't know. I mean, I I think I think they won't know what to do. Uh, just like they don't know what to do when like a million people showed up on the Capitol steps in January six. They don't they don't know what to do with all, like. They, they've relied so long on just uh, gatekeeping Christians and telling Christians, no, you're not allowed to think these things. This is bad. I mean, I remember um, back in 2007, I was in college at Minnesota State University, Mankato, um, in the in the you know computer lab. I think my computer was broken, um, and I, this is long before you know iPhones or whatever. And I, I someone told me to read blog and may blog right about the election because uh, it was just Obama had just gotten elected or nominated or something. And Doug had this post on Obama and I'm reading and I'm like, and it was, I mean, it was, again, it was, it was pretty mundane, you know, political punditry. Uh, sorry, Doug, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. Wow. Doug. But it was, I mean, it was, it was just normal. Yeah. Maybe not Monday is not the right normal. Uh, conservative, you know, punditry, um, and but it was by a pastor, and I remember reading it, thinking like, and I was like looking over my shoulder, like I was doing something bad, yeah, because like, yeah. like, I'm in public in the computer lab, and, and I'm like reading this, and I'm like, a pastor is saying this, a pastor is saying that, oh my goodness, is he allowed to say those things? Uh, and and I, I I felt that way, you know, almost twenty years ago now, sure, and. And and so I think I think a lot of people are have 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 already gone through that thing where it's like they're they're seeking you know spiritual leaders to give them permission to think about things as Christians to not you know because I mean, it's funny because you'll you'll hear all these sermons from like evangelical pastors and preachers and stuff that's like churches at Sunday morning being a Christian is at Sunday morning it's all a lie and it's like okay well what about when I you know talk about politics or go to the ballot box is that does it stop there and they they have no answer for that like oh no no you can't uh, separation church and state blah 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 um right and, and so they, they freak out about it and so but christians regular decent normal people want spiritual leaders who will give them permission to look to god's word the 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 source of all truth <laughs> to, to determine okay how do I how do I think about Donald Trump or how do I think about Joe Biden or how do I think about you know the future of my country? 
um, you know, is, is having a country even good? Or, or I've been told that having borders is racist. Yeah. You know, someone fill me in. Like, um, and so that, that has happened. And I mean, some of it is just the internet has allowed this to happen. I mean, you see, uh, Doug's popularity just absolutely exploding because of, you know, uh, of Canon and, yeah. and YouTube and, and, and every internet outlet that he's on. Um, and there, there's many others that, that are, are growing, you know, getting big. I mean, you know, I was just at the conference you know, with Foster. Foster is also uh, just absolutely blowing up with, and he's, he's not even like overtly political. It's just mostly culture that he deals yeah. with um, and, and feminism. And so it's, 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 people are, are desperately longing for someone just, just to help them think through this stuff uh, because they're sick of people like David French you know, or Russell Moore telling them, no, 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 you need to be a good boy and not think about politics as a Christian and just vote for global homo, uh, basically. Um, And, and so those days are, those days are over, I think. And, and, and clearly, um, you know, Torba and I have have touched a nerve um, that there are a lot of people, you know, at least, at least right now it's doing really well. um, And there are a lot of people who, who just want to be, not be thought of as these evil, horrible people uh, for thinking about politics as a Christian. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's really you know, also that we're trying to do is, 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 is the stuff that, um, that, you know, performed evangelical Christians, especially post mill ones have been doing for the last few decades. Yeah. Now, like is the moment I think um, where, the, the, the normie, you know, the regular person uh, just sitting in the pew um, is most receptive to it, where they see in this visceral way the disconnect because, between what they've been told their whole lives, which has, has allowed all of this stuff to happen and all of the stuff happening. Right? Yeah. They, they see that, that it, something has to change and there has to be a major change in, in our spiritual leadership. Um, so I think it's, it seems like there's going to be a sea change um, here over the next few years that, yeah. that, um, and, and we have to be prepared for it. You know, like I'm, I'm here, I am like, I'm this pastor of a, a tiny, tiny little church in a tiny town in, in rural Minnesota. Um, but um, there are going to be, you know, churches and people, um, you know, churches formed there are going to be thousands of people that need that need leaders uh, that will lead them faithfully through a lot of chaos in the years ahead, um, and and hopefully we're we're just at the beginning stages of of being able to do that. Um, yeah, it is very fun, <clears throat> and we've talked about this around the Canon office a little bit. That sort of the mainstream discussion has sort of backed itself into uh, the world in which this one pastor in Podunk, Idaho has been talking about mere Christendom for like 30 years and no one's really paid that much attention. And now they've sort of just backed into his front yard. Um, it's a super fun time. You know, it's, it's super fun. And the opportunity, like you said to say like very mundane things, who, who are you? What is a Christian? Uh, what is the Lordship of Christ mean? All of that super fun. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't say, hopefully this is the layup that Stephen Wolf can just absolutely dunk. Yes. Uh, yes. And then not, not only that, but then 
you have a book, another book coming out this year, hopefully. In the coming yes. months, yes. at least. In the coming months, yes. at, at the very least, in the coming months. Uh, I'm curious how you think of what you just wrote, Christian Nationalism with Torba. Mm-hmm. How would you differentiate it from your book, The Boniface Option, which will be coming from Canon Press soon? Yes. Um, the, way, the way I would differentiate it is that um, the Christian Nationalism book is is we're trying to produce a very particular purpose here or achieve a very particular purpose, which is simply defending the idea that Christians can pursue you know, culture and politics as Christians. Yeah. That's okay. You're it's perfectly fine. And, it, and not only perfectly fine, it's good and righteous to do so. Um, so that's the whole goal of the book. Uh, so it's, a, and we want it to be a book that regular dudes will read. Because regular dudes don't read; they'd rather be watching like Dave Portnoy review pizza or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe he'll get up to Wooster's uh, someday. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's but, why uh, Jake has not said one critical <laughs> thing because that guy can change Jake's <laughs> life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but uh, but yes. Um, right. The, the guys. These guys just want to you know watch the NFL football. Watch you know uh, watch. Uh, you know, Marvel movie, maybe not so much, uh, normal guys. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they want, and not anymore. Uh, the old Marvel but, movies, uh, the old ones. Yeah. The old ones that were fun. Um, but like, they're just they're regular people that don't, it, usually they don't think about politics. Even they're forced to, like they're backed into a corner to think about this stuff. Um, their favorite, you know, they, they grew up loving Tolkien and they liked the, the Peter Jackson movies, despite the flaws. Uh, and then they see, it's like, Oh, now I ha- now it now now they've just like destroyed it and made uh, you know, yeah. Gladriel into into Wonder Woman. Like, what is yeah. what is this about? Uh, like, and and, and it's it's absurd and ridiculous and it's revolting. And people people you know respond to it that way. Um, um, and so anyway, they see all the things going on. No one is defending them. They're constantly being like, the only guy in in public life that's that's you know sort of mainstream that defends them is is. Tucker Carlson, and you know, despite having three to four million viewers every single night, uh, which is like better than most pro sports games yeah. um, that are nationally televised, he uh, he he can't sell advertising for his show. Like the only guy that buys advertising is is the 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 you know wor- world's greatest living Minnesotan, uh, Mike Lindell, uh, <laughs> who just lives up the just lives an hour away from me. Um, thank you, Mike Lindell. Um, like he's the only guy that is willing to buy advertising on a Tucker show or people that want to sell like gold coins and stuff. Um, he's getting like daytime advertising for the, for the most popular show in like television history. Um, and so it's very clear that the regime wants to shut down even you know, him, any, any dissent. And so, yeah, so all of these guys, they, they know that they're backed into a corner their backs are against the wall, even though numerically they have very large numbers, but they're spread out, disorganized. Uh, there's no institutions that support them whatsoever, um, and, and in particular the church, right? The, the pastors that they have largely are are very effeminate and are resp- you know respond to the pressure from from popular regime figures. I mean, there's a reason Russell Moore has massive amounts of influence. There's a reason Tim Keller has massive influence, um, and they're influencing these pastors. Yeah, and so. Um, when, when, if, if any of these pastors break free, um, 
then like their churches will explode. I mean, it's, and we, there are many cases of this. Um, and uh, explode meaning numerically, like people will be drawn to their church. Many such cases. And, and many such cases. Yes. Um, and so, so yeah, it's, um, it, it the, the entire point is getting this book to guys like that regular, you know, the tens of millions of people that don't, that have, that maybe haven't read a book since like junior high school. Right. Um, like it's, it's a short book. It's 135 pages. It's got short chapters on yeah. purpose. I'm sure like critics will be like, why is it, why is it this an academic book? Why don't they find this true nationalism with 200 pages and footnotes? Uh, and it's like, that's not the point. Like we're not trying to do that. That's, that's we're, we're leaving Stephen Wolf responsible yeah. <laughs> with, with that, the hard, the, the hard work and heavy hitting, you know, and, and I'm, I'm really, am looking forward to his book. Um, I, I, I just wish it would have been published before ours. So we could have said so do for I. further reading, yeah. read this book. Yeah. Um, um, and so maybe updated editions will, will include that. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's a thing where um, the book, so the Christian nationalism book to, to try to sum up the answer to your question, get the, the other book is very limited in its purpose. We want to defend our people against these attacks. Um, the Boniface option book is more so um, a positive program, um, not just not just like collectively, not just for churches or a political movement or anything like that, but for individuals, um, how we should go about living in occupied territory, right? That's, yeah. that's basically the book. I mean, the, the Benedict option book is like, oh, the culture war is lost. We need to retreat and retreat to our, our plate, you know, to a, intentional Christian communities. And it's like, okay, that's cool. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of what Moscow is. And I wish we had a hundred Moscow's in America. Um, but like, that's not enough, right? Yeah. We need to be producing people like, like a lot of the guys in Moscow yeah. we need to be producing men like this who are willing to fight in ways that they can. Um, and I, I, I spoke, um, you know, with Aaron, Aaron Wren, um, about this, uh, this topic a while back, it was, it was for his, his groups. I don't think it, it's, it might not ever be uh, published publicly, but we, we talked about this. He's, and one of his questions for me in the book was, well, what about, I mean, we are in occupied territory. Um, and so what about the guys who are working at a, at a job where like, if they can't say, you know, if they, if they like look the wrong way at, uh, an LGBTQ person or something at their, at their job, or they don't put the pride flag on their desk or whatever, they're going to get canned. What, yeah. what do you do with, for these guys? What, what, how do you, what's this book look like? It's not just go out and be a martyr, right? That's not the, the purpose of the book, but it's, it's cultivating the particular virtues that we need in order to not just survive in, in the current year, but to thrive under this occupation and, and to fight back uh, the various different ways uh, to fight back in our personal lives and, and collectively. Um, and, and learn to learn to despise and hate the things that we should hate and, and therefore learn to love the things and build up the things that we ought to love. So we'll we'll if 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 uh if folks have hung with us, what what uh what is the one attribute as you look at the as you look at the playing field? Um what is the one attribute, virtue that you think we need more of this in order to win? Oh, it's a great question. Um, I, I think courage is probably the single most important attribute attribute that we need. Um, that Lewis would as, say that's cheating. 
the testing point of yeah. all the virtues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> put it on, put it on the tee right there for you. Um, but it, is, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it is, it is cheap. But I, I think, I, I, I think no, it's good. One, no, it's got, it's got to be it. Though. You know, it's, it's the thing that we're so deficient in, and I think it's the thing why, why people are like, oh, you know, the people that like hate Doug. Why do you like that guy? He's so terrible. He, there's so many other people that say the same yeah. stuff that he says. Yeah, uh, that's what you see all the time, right? And it's like weird. Uh, why do people like him so much? Well, maybe it's because like he has the courage to say things those other people who are saying the same stuff do not ever say. Yeah, uh, that's that could be it. Um, I mean, this it's it's heavy courage. It might not be like saying anything. Right, right. That's that's the thing. Like a lot of people, um, they I I can't tell you how many people um you know come up to me and they're like, hey, I love the stuff that you put on social media. I absolutely love it. I could, I, I'm careful not to even like accidentally click like on anything you say, because I know I would lose my, my nice job. Yeah. And, and some people might look at the, those people who are saying that, like, yo, you coward. Why wouldn't you? And it's like, no, but that's shrewd and wise. Like that's, that's good. That's good. Don't, don't stick your neck out because very few people are in a position to be able to speak freely. Uh, very, very, very few. Um, I, I would say, you know, Get a nice, secure um, a VPN and extremely tight OPSEC and make an anonymous Twitter account and you know, go to town making fun of the most absurd, ridiculous things. It's very easy to do um, uh, that you find on, on the internet um, in, in this culture. Um, you could do that, but I think, I think predominantly what people need to do is be careful, but it doesn't, courage doesn't just mean go out and say stuff that's going to get get you fired, get you canceled, get you, you know, in trouble. Um, it also means cultivating things that nobody's really ever going to see, uh, but cultivating that spirit that if, if I were set free to do this stuff, I totally would do. Um, and, and, and cultivating that in your, in your life. I mean, some of it, some of the courage is just take your kids out of the public school and do something else. And maybe, maybe life is going to be hard for you. And have the courage to adopt a different lifestyle that runs contrary to the entire world, um, where you're going to be poor, even though you have a pretty, you have an upper middle class job yeah. compared to all your peers, you're going to be poor. Yeah. Um, and be happy in that. That that takes courage. That takes massive courage. And you might never ever be in a position position to say homosexuality is a sin. You need to repent, right? You publicly, you may ne never be able to position to say that. Uh, but you are going to be discipling little people, uh, raising them up, raising up little little warriors, and you're going to be supporting churches that can say those things, yep. stand for things that are right. Um, and so that's that's more or less what we need, and 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 a spirit that that wants to support the figures that are able to fight, not right. just in the church, but also politically, culturally. Um, and, and I think you're seeing this. Yeah, you know, I mean, you saw this in the last year with all the school board stuff and CRT and, and grooming uh, people standing up against it. Um, and, and that's, that's, I think the kind of stuff it takes it, courage to take over your local communities. Like most of this stuff is entirely local. Yeah. It isn't just, Oh, I'm going to go fight the libs, you know, and then the federal government, it's what is happening in your own neighborhood, right. That you can stand against. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where this stuff happens and, and is made. So um, the, that virtue is, 
is probably the most important one. Totally. Um, without a doubt. Totally. I think, uh, yeah, I hope folks don't underestimate <clears throat> the point you made there about localism and even in their own family. And and ultimately what I've seen and what I've been really grateful for in men in and around our local situation is just the uh, the courage it gives others if they just see someone who, uh, if God's placed them in a position, they accept the position, they're glad to be there, and they act like they should be there. And And even looking at my own life where it's like, man, I used to be... Or here's where an area where I'm still like really cowardly in this. It's it's because it's I have these like emotional triggers. It's less on the nose doctrinally at times, and it's more of just like, oh, should I do this? I'm very insecure about this moment. Or or if everybody could just take a deep breath, put actually Jordan Peterson put their shoulders back and walk and like they should be there. I should be a Christian in this area of life, or I should be a Christian in that that uh, that booth. Uh, it'll it could it could be life changing for anyone around you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's 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 just. It. I mean, even I mean, I I talk about in in the Boniface Option book, um, just the importance of lifting weights, um, and getting physically stronger. That there's a connection between you know body, soul, and spirit, and mind. Um, that that's very present in the Bible. Um, and and I mean, it's amazing what happens to you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, when you discover that you can move around heavy objects and you can <laughs> I mean, really, you can yeah. put your will on, on the world in a way that you couldn't before. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to be like Thor Bjornsson or, or, or whatever and, and deadlift a thousand pounds. It could mean that like you could barely do a little more than the bar starting out. And now you're doing 200 pounds. Like it yeah. can mean, it can mean that like that, the, the change that happens in your psyche, like you just instinctively like, Oh my, my yeah, my shoulders are back. My chest is out. Like I'm walking <laughs> yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. the man. Um, and that, that's, that's how God made men to be like the modern, the modern world has, has put us in this position where it's the absurd amount of wealth and ease of life that we have has, has messed up how people were created to be. I mean, um, and we, we have, so much abundance uh, so easily that we don't have to physically struggle for it in a way that, you know, our great, great grandparents and before did. And so you see, you see the change uh, and even, even just over the last few generations, you see the change in in physique and how people look and also in the change in how people feel. I mean, we're, we're the most depressed um, people in human history, yet we have the most abundant, we have the most abundant resources and material prosperity ever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, it, I mean, square that circle. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? And, and it's because we're, we're so alienated and disconnected from the world that God made for us yeah. and made for us to take dominion over. Um, and so we're boxed in. We're like, we're like animals at the zoo. Like you see, I mean, I get kind of depressed when I take my kids to the zoo. I don't like, I don't like going my, my family loves it. They love seeing the monkeys and the animals and stuff. Because you see like the big cats, <laughs> right? You see the tigers and the lions. And you see these just make majestic creatures that were, were are, are unbelievably powerful, right? And and they're locked in a cage and they know it. But they're they no longer are hunting. They no longer are are 
you know, full of, of this vital force, they're, they're trapped. And it's like, and it's, it's the parallel to man today. Yeah. That's what we are. Right. Um, we, we, there's no great struggle, no great, great thing we could throw our lives at, um, that we're allowed to do anymore. You're just locked in your pod, uh, to eat the bugs and, and watch Netflix, yeah. you know, Marvel movies and, and Jeff Bezos, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, all, all day long. And, and like, that's all they have for you. That's it. You know? And, and so anyway, like it's it, the Boniface option, uh, to bring it all the way back to that is is about uh, connecting us to the great struggle, the great conflict, the great warfare of rebuilding Christian civilization that has been totally destroyed. Yeah. Um. That that we already like everyone is, is there's this whole genre, you know, of like post-apocalyptic dystopian, you know, movies from Mad Max on you know, to the Hunger Games to, to whatever. Um. And if people think like, or, or like children men is actually my favorite one of the genre. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so people think it's going to look like that. You know, it's going to look like, like literal ruins and crumbled buildings everywhere and stuff like that. It's like, no, like you literally are living in it right now. Yeah. Like you're, you are in the dystopia. You're, yeah. you're in it. And, and our job that therefore is, is to fight our way out of it in all these various ways. Um, and so it's, it's, turning men into devoting their, their life to this great struggle um, against these destructive forces that have destroyed Christian civilization and rebuilding it. All right. Everyone, Andrew Isker, putting trash world bug men on notice <laughs> one household at a time. <laughs> Sweet, <Amen. dude. laughs> Everyone go get Christian oh. nationalism. Is it exclusive to Amazon or where else can people get it? Uh, right now on Amazon, but we're working on you know broadening broadening Sweet. things out. But right now, Amazon, we can all you can get if you just want to get a digital copy. I would say get that on the Gab store. If you don't want to support Jeff Bezos, which I cannot believe you, um, go on the on the Gab store and you can buy it direct there. If you just want a digital one, and hopefully, eventually, we'll have physical copies uh, on the Gab store as well, so we can have that option for for all the folks that don't you know want want uh, their money going to Amazon. Yeah, um, so. Sweet. Awesome, dude. Well, good luck. It's super cool to see the book up there. Yes. yes. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.